Hello and welcome to another episode of the FOMO cast. I'm Chris here with Tim. Say hello, Tim. Hello, Tim. I'm going to try and have this episode up in the normal time, maybe early, because I was late last time because I completely forgot. Um, I'm going to be in Tim's neck of the woods working tomorrow extra early. So um, I'm going to have to make sure I uh, edit this all tonight so I'm not worrying about it going into this fun weekend. Um, we're going to hop right into it. Um, this one is kind of cool. 28 restored Walt Disney Animation Studios short films are coming to Disney+. Plus. Um, now, for those that don't know, I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, when we were kids, the cartoons were considered shorts, correct? They weren't even considered full cartoons. Because they were like, I've been watching some of them on Disney+, Plus, and they're like 7 to 12 minutes long. They're not long at all. Yeah. Um, I, t- to be honest, I don't know. Well... They could be considered cartoons, like when we watched them, like when they came out, and now, like you said, and now they're considered, excuse me, right? Shorts. But, um, no, I think all of these ones are just kind of just going through the list, and there's nothing that sticks out. Um, you know, as far as well, all of this stuff is. Like 1956, 48, 41, 38. So yeah, that's what I figured. Yeah. Um, show before the uh, the film. Yeah, I was so. kind of shocked. I was shocked that because um, I know a lot of times, like when I I was rewatching some of those those shorts with the kid, and um, I was like this felt like it was so much longer when I was a kid. Like, why is this one where I, I my, the one I distinctly remember is when Donald and the, and his nephews are going on a trip and, uh, basically they, they kids fall out, I believe. And then there's eggs of like, I can't remember it's, it's alligators involved. And I thought it was like the longest thing ever. And I was watching it with William and it was like seven minutes long, eight minutes long. Same with the one where Mickey accidentally kidnaps the seal. It's super short. Right. Yeah. All of these seem like anywhere from five to seven minutes. Um, on these ones, I'm kind of just looking up. So, yeah, no, they're they're shorts. And I'm pretty sure like uh, same thing with like the Olaf ones I do for Christmas. Those are shorts as well. Right. But I think those are more so like what you're talking about, more so in like that that 15-ish minute range, 12 to 15 minute, kind of extend a little bit longer. But no, it's cool. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, all of these is, you know, 1929 to 27, 1927 to looks like 1961 is the oldest one but most of them look like late late 20s um through mid 40s so that's so that's some early 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 disney stuff then so that'd be cool to watch and you wonder too is it gonna be uh digital like re retouching or is it gonna actually be like they restored the cells kind of thing that'll be cool to see too yeah, I don't know. And they're they're rolling them out like a handful are coming out on July 7th and then August 11th, another handful on August 11th. And then um, 
September 5th through the 8th and October 6th. They're not all coming out at once. So July 7th will be the first handful of them. Well, I look forward to seeing those. Um, next, we have Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular Actors 10 premiere of Dial of Destiny. Um, while I've heard horrible reviews for this movie, um, I'm going to, you know, take it with a grain of salt. As we all know, you know, you can't trust Rotten Tomato. But the way they did the red carpet was amazing. It was huge. Um, uh, short Round showed up and surprised Harrison Ford. Kun Yun Kwai. I can't remember how impressive it his name. But, like... That was freaking awesome. Right. Well, did you see the video of how they told this uh, epic stunt guy on how he was going? No. Oh, it's awesome. It's cool. Like at, fir- like at first, he's like, you know, didn't believe it. Like, oh, no, no, no. And then it's one of those ones where it shows him, like them telling him. And then it kind of does the, oh, fast forward and him, you know, dressed all nice going on the red carpet. Um, that's and, awesome and meeting Harrison Ford taking a picture with them so it's pretty cool on on how they did it and I mean because mo- he's been there for a long time I mean most of those uh dudes I don't think they leave you know what I mean right it's kind of like how when we would go watch the show at California Adventure that one comedian Dylan that played the genie on the important times he was the genie for the whole entire run. And, you know, with a Disney type thing, usually they yeah, you'll have like two. Yeah, you have like yeah. two or three guys that switch throughout. Right. And um, so I know there are a couple of the Indiana Jones guys, but it was cool. And I'm assuming he probably has been there a while if they're inviting him to the premiere. Um, and it also does give him good publicity for the parks to be like, hey, look, you can come see the guy who was at the premiere, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> right exactly well i guess so just reading the article really quick about it kind of just seeing what his role is on the stunt spectacular where he was the first indiana jones that premiered at um hollywood studios august 25th 1989 um, and it says even though he's hung up his hat and whip he remains part of the show to this day in a role of the director and trains new indie stunt performers because he looks um you know, older. he's obviously an older gentleman. So if he was still playing indie, it would be um, probably something where you wouldn't really see his face. You know, okay. Um, on that, but no, I mean, good for him. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, when you make it, I mean, because you got to think most stuntmen, it's a short-lived career because you just get just. You know, and most of them do make their way into either making the stunts or being like a prop person because they know how things need to break and all that kind of stuff. So they're like adv- special advisors and whatnot. Um, yeah. Great example would be there's this big, huge buff. I think he's German guy. And he just got cast as Shao Kahn in the new Mortal Kombat movie. And that guy has always been like a henchman background person. And now he's like a main character. So it's kind of cool seeing, um, you know, stuff like that. And glad that he um, he got all that. Um, Now, 
didn't this so it has an element so elemental had the second worst opening weekend in pixar history didn't it become the worst ever it's gonna be on track to be the worst ever pixar correct um probably with it um because it's funny there was one article that said it had second worst opening weekend in pixar history and then two articles above it said it had the worst opening weekend in pixar history um kind of looked into it a little bit so i guess toy story had the worst uh it was like 29 and a half million but like they said it was in 1995 it was the first computer um, right you know animated uh film so people were leery about it you know wasn't the the greatest but i mean it was state of the art at the time and now it's you know they made four of them or they made three of them after it um plus everything all the iterations uh shorts and whatnot from yeah from that but i guess this um made like 31 point Oof. something million um and that doesn't take into account like um, the ones that were just released on Disney Plus, because all of the during pandemic, because obviously those right. you know didn't get three act the theatrical releases, and then there was, um, can't remember if it was Encanto or something else that had a limited run, um, and then uh, went to the Disney Plus or right. did the Disney Plus and then a limited run. I can't remember what it was, so that one didn't get a a fair shake. Which, um, which I mean, which I mean. Uh... It's bad that Elemental doing this bad because honestly, Onward, no one was going to the movie theater when it came out. They kept the theatrical release, but nobody mm-hmm. was going to the theater. So, yep. and I, I and loved I Onward. That's, Onward's an amazing movie. I love it. Yeah, and I think that's the next because I think that made like thirty-five. It may have done forty million, but that you know they mentioned that one as well. Um, that didn't do that well as a Pixar film um, on it compared to the best Pixar film that, or the biggest box office um, release Pixar film was Incredibles 2 at like 183 and change million dollars. So and you gotta, you gotta think, so that makes sense because they made that movie for us. It was made literally for us, for me and you, our age range. Cause it had been 20 years. Since they did What's it, that? Incredible Two. Yeah, it was like twenty years since they made the first one. Uh, and yeah, I I can't remember. I want to say it's something like that, and they made it more adult in the thing, so it makes sense why that one would do so good because there was such a big gap in between. But I mean, the premise for Elemental just seemed so like regurgitated, like this person from this family loved this person from this family. And they can't be together. It's that that's the trope. It's right. that they're from different ethnicities, they're from different tribes, they're from different species. It's basically what it was. And right. you know, they try to do the Moana thing. I guess there's a character called Claude or something, and it's a little dirt Claude. And like they try to make him Hey Hey, because Hey Hey is like the under uh, unsung hero of Moana. And I just don't know, man, like this is another example of they didn't promote it like they were pushing it so hard last year. And then all of a sudden, I didn't even know when it came out in theaters. Right. No, exactly. And I think we we talked about the trailer like like two months ago, and that's the last we heard about it. Right. And to me, it seemed too like inside Audi, you know, or you have have fire. Then you got um, 
or you got anger, you got sadness, you got whatnot. And the thing is, is like on Elemental, they had fire. Okay, well, fire looked like anger. Then you had water, which looked like sadness. I mean, it's like, is it is is like I thought it was a ripoff of Inside, like another studio doing a ripoff of Inside Out. When I first saw uh, it, I'm like, oh, you changed it just enough. Well, yeah, nothing's gonna happen. But it was Disney Pixar, and it stinks that. Well, I mean, you you got pandemic and everything, and then you have, um. Pixar making movies and inserting different types of not necessarily dialogues, but, um, you know, things in them that people may like, people may not like. So you have all of that, um, you know, whether it's working for them or working against them. And as the control of my old job says, the numbers don't lie. You take everything right. out of it. You look specifically at the numbers. We're looking at the numbers. I don't care what you know your beliefs are when you're looking at the numbers those movies didn't do that well now granted you had covid um and other issues off of, uh, you know out of it and even coming out of covid like a light year or something like that right you know the numbers still didn't didn't lie um on that and with elemental you know it's, it's the same thing with that and it stinks because when pixar would always come out with movies you knew that they were going to get you know an oscar for best animated film you know they're yep. getting an oscar for um you know best song in an animated film or whatnot and it was going to come out to rave reviews and it was going to be awesome and it ever seems like since this is just my opinion since the pandemic really hasn't been you know that that great um of it and and the numbers it kind of say that too kind of taking with a little bit of a grain of salt but i mean like lightyear oh that'd be awesome you get the backstory of buzz lightyear that didn't do that well you know this elemental it could be all you know it could be awesome you got the elements there and kind of like a romeo juliet type story yeah you know fell fat fell flat on its face um on it so it's like ooh pixar's starting to get a run of bad movies here and they take so long to make it's you know how are they going to you know is the ship kind of turning you know gonna crash and they need to redirect it or you know are they gonna have to make some changes to some movies coming up and there could be some good movies in the pipeline but it's like ooh because of this and that we're gonna have to shelf that and kind of go this way and put a couple good movies out there that we just know are going to be good and may not be the all at Disney right now. Um, but, you know, something to get the audiences back and kind of on our side. I just wish they would pick like a good topic, like um, Zootopia. Great mm -hmm. bad guy. Like, yep. It wasn't making a land out of it at a, at a Disney park, but they, but you don't need it to be like, like, like a soap opera. I feel like they're going for that soap opera model. And that's not what we need mm -hmm. right now. The kids don't no. need that. The kids need something where it's like, Oh, that's the bad guy. Don't make him too bad. Make him just right. bad enough, you know, yep. or like, or like, I mean, my kid, I'll never forget. The kid was like two years old. 
The wife calls me crying. I'm like, what's wrong? She's like, we just watched The Good Dinosaur. And I'm like, why would you watch that movie? That's the saddest movie ever. It's horrible. But it's a good movie. But it's also a ripoff of Land Before Time. It's basically what it is. It's Land Before Time. In reality. But they was different. Now all it is, you know, onward. What are they doing? They're trying to complete these challenges so they can see their dad one last time. And that's basically what they try and, you know what I mean? So it's one of those things where you're just like, why don't they just, you know, stick to what they know? You know, don't try and change the world. But we know why they're doing it because the employees have already said why they're doing it. So it's not like it's anything shocking. Um, I get, I understand, like, I'm, I'm even, I'm not even saying, like, I'm against what they're trying to do. But they need to stop the way they're doing it because it's not mass appeal. And now because of them, we're losing out on how much because of the way that they're doing it. That's what bothers me the most. Right. Exactly. Is, and, and, you know, and, you know, the numbers don't lie. You know, hey, you tried it. Um, but do you want to keep going down that route? And then Pixar is just going to lose so much profit share and it's going to have to somebody's going to come in and gobble it up and then it's going to go bye bye when it was huge um, on that? Or do you, hey, you know what? That's great. We tried it. It, the general public um, isn't ready for it at this yeah. time. Um, or isn't, yes, we got support, but it's not the support that, uh, not enough support that we needed to keep continuing down this path. So we're going to have to, reassess it and you could be mad or anything on it but at the end of the day with anything it's business are you going to keep losing money or are you going to have to um you know revamp or take a hard look at whatever it is in the mirror and hey we're losing money we got to get this thing back on track especially if you have um publicly traded company and stockholders involved because those are your bosses. Exactly. So, and it, it, honestly, and ironically enough, um, it does make me wonder if these next two things happening aren't also like connected in one way or another. Like, I know they're not directly connected, but like, so uh, Christina McCarthy is stepping down as Disney CFO and Disney's chief diversity officer. LaTondra Newton has left the company. Um, I saw LaTondra left for new opportunities, which usually means she got told, hey, leave on your own terms or we're going to let you go kind of thing. It's usually what it is. She's been in that position since 2017, so really not right. that long. No. And I think that was a new position created around around, around that time. Yep. So she was the first one to do it. So technically, I mean, five years is a long time or six years for someone for to do it as a new position. That's nothing... Right you know around now when you're the cfo when you step down you you usually are either going to a way better better paying job which i don't see anyone paying better than disney for a cfo or you're i mean possibly she doesn't like the changes that Iger is going to be making because i do feel like there was rumors that Iger flat out said we will be changing things to go back to the old disney ways and the wokeness as people have been seeing we, me and Tim do not comment either way, but people's voices have been heard with both the Bud Light and Target issues. I'm not going to say whether I support either way. I'm just saying 
consumers were heard. And I think that's coming for Disney because people always say Disney can't hurt. Disney can't hurt. There's a reason why they're delaying a bunch of the Marvel stuff. You know, there's a reason why they're adding Star Wars stuff. They know what the people want. So if they know what movies to add, when you don't think they know what they need to change in the company wide. So, I mean, them stepping down. I could, So the Tondra Newton, I feel like um, she was African-American and she probably could make more money doing that. She could probably even run um, like an ethnic business, like, like a, like, what do you call them? Like one of those nonprofits. She probably could do an excellent job because I will say out of everyone in the executive roles, she's the only one I think has done a good job because I'm not going to lie. When I used to go to the parks all the time, only people I saw were white people and Mexican people. That's all I saw working there. You never saw people of color ever working at the parks. And LA is in a diverse area. So I will say when I went the last time to the parks, because I went in 2019 and I went, you know, this year, the diversity has come through quite a bit. There is a much diverse, more diverse uh, group of people working there. They are more accommodating to, you know, people that are uh, dis- disabled persons. It's 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 changed for the better because she was the chief diversity officer. So people just think, oh, she's there just to bring more colored people in. No, she's there to actually make sure everyone gets a fair shake, whether you're part of the LGBTQ, whether you're, whether you're disabled, whether you are ethnic. She was up. It was a wide span. And I feel like she did a good job. And she may be leaving at the perfect time. The CFO makes you question things. Well, so on it, there's kind of the two things on it, kind of what I've been reading through the articles. So it says she's taken a family medical leave of absence. Um, Who, which one? McCarthy? The CFO. CFO. Okay. Um, it said they didn't provide any details, although it is well known in the company senior ranks that her husband has a serious illness. So something could have changed there. And I guess her herself has uh, twice battled cancer during her Disney career. So it could be something with her that's come back or just health issues from battling cancer twice or something with her husband that's could have changed. So, um, you know, and obviously all kind of all of this is speculation because like I said, Disney is saying anything. She hasn't said anything. And the other thing is, is that her and Iger uh, have butted heads. So that could be another thing there. And it could be, you know, this is the perfect time for her as CFO to step down. I think she's like 67 too. So I'm sure she's got a pretty good package. Her contract is done next June. So a year from now, uh, says she's her final day is um, either June 30th or July 1st. I can't remember how they always, you know, it's like, okay, is Flash Mountain's last day the 31st or the 30th? Right, um, right. On, on how they write it. So, Wait, so is she stepping down next year then? No, she's stepping down July, July 1. Of this year? Gone July, yeah, of this year. So she's losing a year in her contract. I mean, I mean, obviously, if she, so for those that don't pay attention, like you know, Bob Iger's goal was to get into politics, whether it be a big role or small role. He had already been on the a committee for Biden, and then they butted heads. I think that's partially why he came back was because um, he didn't agree with some of the stuff, and so at her age, sixty-seven. She could probably make 90% of her salary just advising for some company that's probably close to where she lives and she can retire for the most part. Right. Exactly. You know, yes. Yeah, so she'll step down on July 1. So, 
Uh, and the other thing is, is I wonder with having um, a year left in our contract, but leaving for family medical that they may, you know, pay out the whole contract or something yeah. like that. And it's not like her breaking it, um, you know. Yeah. Depending, depending on what it is, like if, if it's either her having cancer or her husband's illness, I get Disney won't fight an FMLA claim. So she'll probably right. take FMLA for at least six months. And then they'll probably be like, okay, you know, or they'll just pay her outright. Or they'll just pay, you know, her. yeah, exactly. Because so, sometimes they carry her insurance for a year. Right, right. Something like that. Come to a, come to terms. Because usually when they say they're stepping down, they've already decided like what the exit strategy What's is. What's going so. on. Yeah, exactly. And the nice thing is, is the interim one is um, the vice president of like parks and rep parks and resorts um on it so basically the person under josh tomorrow so a lot of people are excited about that's like ooh. so does that mean granted it's just interim but sometimes interim turns into the actual legit um person there that fills the position you know if that mean you know now you got um a parks guy as cfo and said that they're going to do a lot of investing into the parks so you know that could be could be good i mean i feel like um they've realized that with what happened with covid over at disney world if they would have taken the same approach at disneyland they could have done basically anything they wanted they probably could have you know because how many people out here are, you know, they went someplace, got a bunch of people sick. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then now, Disney World, everyone went there. There wasn't that much people. Like, people were actually getting in trouble for posting they had COVID when they went. Um, and then once they reopened the parks, we were being told, you're almost guaranteed to get COVID if you go to the parks. That was being told to people end of last year. I knew... Three people, three families that went, and all of them got COVID at different times in November and December. So, for me personally, I was just kind of like, you know, I don't, you know, I don't know. I feel like, like you said, they are working towards, I have a feeling, like, pushing the parks. Because they're listening to everything that everyone is saying, as we've seen, if, if for instance... You know, Tiana's Bayou was kind of like people were getting mad about Tiana's Bayou for the for the dumbest reasons. They're like, oh, you know, um, they're getting rid of Splashdown, blah, 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 blah. They've already made changes. They may be minuscule changes, but they're doing stuff to to listen to what the people are saying. So um, as Tim and I always say, if you're leaving the parks, they ask you to take the survey. Please take it and take it seriously because they do look at this stuff. And I'm not going to lie, um, when we had annual passes, I think I took three of those surveys in a year. And all three times I got an email at least a month after saying, we took what you said to heart. This is what we're trying to do every single time. I don't know if Tim ever got one of those, but. No, I, I, I had avoided him because I was on a mission to do something else. That five minute survey took five minutes out of my day. Dude, dude legit. Every time they almost stopped me was when we were leaving for the day. And it was perfect timing. And I was like, yeah, hey, most of the time you, so they, you could see them. They'd kind of stand towards the um, exit. Yes. Um, they're right by the exit. And what they'll do is they'll miles. stop you. They'll like, 
they'll like they they eye someone. I think they usually look for the person dressed kind of nice, whatever. But we'll see. We'll see what what these new people do, and um, hopefully Latondra ends up somewhere good because she did do a lot for Disney that I'm happy with. Um, we are getting a Lego Hocus Pocus Sanderson Sisters Cottage set coming in July of this year. Um, I don't do Legos anymore, but I might get this one. Well, and the cool thing about this one is, is how people could submit through the Lego website. That's how this one got yeah. um, to it. You put it on there, then I can't remember. Then it goes to like voting. And then if you get X amount, then it kind of goes to, I think even then it actually gets traction and then it kind of goes from there. So the cool thing about this is like a, just a regular Joe Schmo created. Yeah. It. It's not like in a lego person did it and yeah so they, they something that they didn't have already right uh, usually what they do i know they have two times a year one time a year is like a suggestion like you can just suggest what set you want and then it goes to a vote and it gets like a top five and it's not even guaranteed those top five will make it and then you can vote on the top one out of those top five the other four go like in the hopper like for maybe future and that one has the potential to get made. So one so might not get made. Um, right. This one, I believe, I don't know which one it came from, but there's another one where you actually build a set. So you use just generic Legos to build the potential set. And usually it's actual Lego masters that work for Lego, or you have people who actually like, they, they know their stuff. And they'll build right. it, they submit photos, and the idea behind it, how they could expand it or bring it back together. And then it's the same process. It's not guaranteed to be made, but, you know. No, yeah, no, none of them are. And I think for it to get even on, um, like I said, their radar, like it needs like at least 10,000 votes and people voting on it. So, yeah, And I think that from what I've heard, they said if you actually want it to get on there, you need to have like 250,000 people voting for it if you want it to get made. Because they're not going to make it for nobody. Right, no, exactly. But and it's funny, it's like, man, why haven't like they thought of this already and haven't done it already? It's just, you know, some of the things that you think of is like, oh, holy, I guess they haven't done it. So, and especially with um, Hocus Pocus 2 that just came out, it's like the perfect time for it, you know, as far as voting and whatnot for it. Yeah, and I mean, um, that's the one thing I think that people don't realize, too, is, is like, okay, yeah, you want a Hocus Pocus one? Um, ironically enough, don't do, it, don't do it during Halloween time. Have the vote during Halloween time mm -hmm. because yep. that's what you need to do. You need, you need to have the vote during Halloween time. So if you want that, don't put a Captain America one out in, you know, September. You need to make sure you do it around 4th yep. of July. Things do that it, yep. make sense. The vote, not the actual making of it, the vote. So um, yeah. these next two big ones, I, I don't know what this means for Comic-Con in general, but it's not good because um, Marvel Studios is going to skip the Hall H announcements at San Diego Comic-Con and HBO and Universal Pictures are going to be skipping out on Comic-Con after Marvel dropped out. Um, it's insane to me because Hall H was the Hall. Like, if you want to see... It's what's crazy is because um, I don't ever know if you remember this. You know that Kyle used to get passes to Comic Con. Yeah, he go all the time. 
Yeah, and I didn't know that. And I'm like, that was my dream to go to Comic-Con. And he told me, oh, last year was the last year I went. And we don't have tickets anymore. And I was like, you dirty rotten. Yeah, but yeah, no. Yeah, him, yeah, him and, uh, yeah, that group that he was in, they go all the time. He's like, oh, yeah, I got to go to Comic-Con, you know. At the beginning, it was, like, fun and exciting. And then it's like, oh, man, I got to go again. Got to do this. Because he did, his group did a, the song for some animated short. For and one. it was yep. like a, yeah. Well, you either do two things now at Comic-Con. You either go to Hall H or you go to Comic-Con. If you're in Hall H, you ain't leaving. Because those seats are in demand. People wait outside the hall all day and they stay in the hall all day long because it might be Marvel for the first half of the day and then the next part. So Marvel not being there, man. Now, that doesn't mean they're not going to do something because I remember, what was it? I think PlayStation dropped out of E3 and then Microsoft, a bunch of them did. And then what they ended up doing was is Microsoft and PlayStation worked together where the Wednesday before was one of their days. The Thursday before was one of their days. And they both did like full day things at their own place, talking about yeah, talking about games coming for PlayStation, games coming for, for Xbox. So right. it was one of those things where I was just kind of like, okay, you know, um, I'll, I'll see how it goes. I haven't, I mean, we obviously used to get great trailers from Comic-Con. And, you know, like, I think my favorite ever was when Brian Cranston wore the giant fake Brian Cranston head and walked around Comic-Con. And everyone's like, man, that looks real, real realistic. And he would just do the thumbs up. And then that's when I found out, I think it was Chris Hardwick said, like, when you do your first Comic-Con, oh, no, it wasn't Chris Hardwick. It was um, Tom Hiddleston. He was going there for the Loki uh, show. And they're like, we have a bag of uh, masks if you'd like to walk around the con before you go on stage. And they have like a whole thing of masks that you could wear. And I'm like, that's pretty cool. But I really hope this doesn't do anything to them. I really hope that it keeps it going, you know. Um, but because my only reason for that, though, is I want them to do smaller ones locally. Because I regret that. I missed out. Jay Muse was at Sacramento Comic-Con last weekend. I could have seen Jay from Jay and Son Bob. And I was like, man, missed that. But um, on a positive note, Marvel has announced a comic book series based on the Obi-Wan Kenobi Disney Plus series. Um, what I do like about these ones, um, I know Tim is not um, as much into um, comic books as I am. But what they tend to do is they fill the gaps in. And what they'll do is is they they will still put like it'll still be, oh hey, look, it's it's this part of the Obi-Wan series. But other than that, it's not like you know, you're not seeing recreations, you know what I mean? Like you're not seeing an actual scene from the show be remade. It's literally in between stuff, a little bit of the other stuff on there. And then, yeah, it's, um, it, I like it. I, I like the way they do the content just because I feel like it, it expands the story. And if you're like me where, um, I still have a bunch of books on, uh, audible because I started working so much where I wasn't even listening to, um, my books, but I started listening to the books 
and you learn so much more about the characters so much more makes sense and you know this could also lead to another season of obi-wan even though i don't think it will happen there is a possibility so you know if you want another season of obi-wan you need to get this comic book and, and read it as much as possible Right. Well, and like you said, it's easier to fill in those gaps with comic books than with mm-hmm. another show. It's not going to cost yep. as much and it's going to be the diehards, you know, that deep dive like you and, and Connor and whatnot that will buy these um, to fill in those gaps. So it's not um, like appeasing for everyone, like maybe right. Obi-Wan Disney Plus series was for this one. It's like, OK, you know. You got, you know, the normal Star Wars. You got Obi Wan from there. You got the Obi Wan series. Okay, and then this is even a deeper dive, like you said, to fill in those gaps. Where I could read it and be like, okay, that's cool at face value, but I got no clue where this is at. Where you guys, like you said, know exactly where it's at, and it's a, like I said, it's a way to fill in the gaps, um, and but not expend a lot of money to do that if it makes sense yeah yeah and it's also like um i feel like they legitimately use it to fix like not retcons but they try and fix mistakes that were made i honestly feel like it because there's yeah there's so many times that i've seen something and i'm like wait this makes way more sense if they did it like this and then next thing you know you look at it and it's in you know the comic book so um i am excited for this comic book i will be getting this comic book um hopefully the place that i go to is still open when i do it because a lot of times it's not uh the comic book stores don't do very good so i'll be putting my pre-order in for it um uh midtown comics for those of you that don't have a comic book store by you it is online it's in new york and they actually have artists from many of the covers covers come in and people don't know this, but uh, if you're a big enough comic book store, you can order a comic book with a blank cover from that that one if they offer it. So usually you have to order so many comics to get blank covers, and an artist will come in and draw the cover for you, which I have a couple of those. Uh, but it's cool. Um, finishing out the general pile, there's a new Disney 100 Disney Villainous Introduction to Evil available for pre-order. Nightmare Before Christmas game is also coming soon. Tim was the one that introduced me to Villainous, talking about it. I heard it's a lot of fun. Right, yeah, it is. Me and uh, Buddy, we play usually when we go up to his house. But so on it, the introduction to Evil, where it says available for pre-order, that is a limited edition one that they've already had. But um, they're doing it again for the Disney 100. And the Nightmare Before Christmas is just a add-on to it. It's not, I don't know why. Okay. It says game. Obviously, I just copy and pasted it from the article, so it's kind of clickbaity. But it's a add-on to it, and it's just um, the Oogie Boogie uh, character on it, and that one will be okay. Soon. So it's just well, usually the add-ons are three to four different characters um, that uh-huh. come on it, and this is just a single one. Well, I mean, I, I feel like they're 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 following along with the Cards Against Humanity style of adding stuff in just because it's easier to say it's a new part of the game, but you know, it is, it is a little deceiving though. It is right. Well, and on this, you, it's not like there's 
one game board and then you have like all of these all a cart ones is right. you know i could play as oogie boogie and you could play as captain hook type deal and right. as long as you have those boards and your cards it's it's each individual game board is its own has its um own like plot and things that you need to do to win so it's not like there's you know like monopoly where you have the game board and then you got you know your money and your your uh, your properties it's each one you know you don't you could buy any box and be good you know it's not like oh i gotta buy the main game board and then the boxes to go to it's like nope buy any box you're good to go so it's cool how i like that so it's easier to add different pieces well, i say pieces but different characters in to it because uh-huh. you're not adding it to the main okay. game or you're just you're just adding it to the game it's in general that's pretty awesome well we're gonna go on to gaming now before we start the gaming there is one thing that broke today that we didn't talk about yet um so ea sports and ea games has officially split they are no longer connected at all um they're going to be two separate entities as of now with um, ea games is now going to be called ea entertainment um so basically it makes it sound like they're going to start branching out and probably doing other stuff outside of gaming um in general um they said it shouldn't affect um most stuff but people are kind of frustrated because they're like what does this mean for like some of the other games and um apparently it's actually the reason why they're doing it is they said they want people to focus more on different um aspects of it so they want people to focus more on look if you're the sports area we want this the sports stuff to be exactly the way it's supposed to be so um Hmm. i'm okay with it i don't have um you know what i mean i don't mind that you know aspect of it but i do feel like this could lead to other studios doing the same because a lot of people don't know so like um ubisoft they're like well known like their french team for the longest time was like the best in the business for like figuring out bugs and whatnot and they had a shake-up and then things went downhill so we hope that doesn't happen because of this but they have said that this is to try and make everybody more focused is what they're trying to do right so we'll see i don't know now into our regular scheduled programming um microsoft um which i was actually going to remind you tonight cancel your game pass i'm canceling oh, my did a couple pass. weeks ago uh, microsoft is raising xbox series x and game pass price subscription prices will increase in july with console prices rising the following month now there is a rumor out there that xbox microsoft has a secret um what would i say it is they basically have a secret console out there they're working on it's not going to be next it's not going to be another like newer next gen but it might be like one of those higher capacity different shape whatever so that's why if the rumor is why they're doing it is because they want to do this but it's crazy to me because playstation just switched to the xbox model for the services to try and give you know you know what i mean 
Brady. I, I, I don't I don't know what they're doing. Who knows? It's weird, man. It's like you guys, you know, I feel like they're doing a lot for gaming by all working together, but I feel like they're still trying they're still trying to backdoor people on some things. And I I don't oh, like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's always going to be there in a competitive market. And I don't even know how I'm supposed to cancel my um my thing. I don't even know where I have it at. That's the tall. Oh, there you go. Subscriptions. Audios Game Pass. Oh, it it almost renewed. Let's say cancel subscription. Man, it's tough. I'm canceling it live on the pod because I don't play any of the games anymore. Tim and I play like two games, three games max at a time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and and of the games on Game Pass, yeah, I play, you know, some here, some there. It was easy to just not buy the games. Like, okay, I'm already buying Game Pass. I already have yep. it on Game Pass. But then if it's, oh, hey, this one's going to leave or it's getting ready to leave, do you want to buy it? And here's... 10% code, 20% code or whatnot, but it's like, okay, right. the times that I've played it and spent on Game Pass, I could have just bought it outright and still saved money, you know? Yep. I'm not I'm not going to have it to play two or three games a couple times a month, if that, or once a month um, on it. So it's like, you know what? And the other thing is, is my memory was getting full on my computer because, oh, download this, so I could play this, oh, download this, but, you know, I could play this where it's like, ah, you know, and then I'd go back and delete it because I would need room for something else that I bought off of steam or whatever it is. Yep. Um, so it's like, ah, you know, if I really want it, then I'll buy it. And if I'm really still on defense on it, I'll just wait for it to go on sale and then get it at that time. Yeah. And actually, I think um, the sucky part for me is I have two separate um i have two separate accounts i have one for my hotmail and one for my gmail and i have game pass for both of them <laughs> so you were paying for two game passes um well so i had grandfathered in the one for console so i got a cheaper rate for two consoles being on it and then um yeah, I I had the other one for PC because there's two different ones at the time. And yeah. then unless you get like the top one which covers everything. Yes, and I eventually went to that one and uh well and with the Steam Deck you'd be able to use games on the Steam Deck on that as well. With true, which I haven't been I haven't used the Steam Deck in too long. I, I had two games that I bought on it, and Tim knows that my favorite game is um uh, the pressure washer game. So, right, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Actually, actually I just turned mine on and up, uh, there's an update and I updated it. The Steam Deck, that is. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Um, so we'll see what happens if they keep going with um, all of this. Um, I know a lot of people tend to leave, like Tim and I are leaving, you know, because of that. So, it's one of those right. things where, you know, 
is something maybe coming coming though. We don't know. Like I said, there could be something in the future coming that's like next level where we're going to be like, oh my gosh, like this is right. going to be. And insane. we'll be curious to to see if they do have something next level. And like you said, the Game Pass will go up in July, so next month, and the console will be in um, August. How long after that, if they do have that? when that comes out because you think okay you raise the prices what am i getting for the yep. new raised price yep i mean on honestly if i had time to play more mlb the show i would legitimately keep the battle the pass because that's worth it in its own right when you get it day one i think that's the one thing that microsoft does have over playstation is, is all the day one stuff man yeah. it's insane yep. so um Next, we have Twitch ads. So Twitch has been having a very bad time. Um, Twitch lost their top male and top female streamer in XQC and Amaranth. Uh, they both have left Twitch for kick. Um, and XQC left for a lot of money. And they also did this weird thing where now they have Partner Plus. So basically, you can make earn more money if you make Partner Plus. But... They have added mandatory content labels and clarifies we consider kissing or licking a microphone to call to a microphone to fall within sexual themes. Now the problem with this is what people were doing is they were doing it under the label of ASMR and they were making a lot of money in tips and all that kind of stuff. So um, they're cracking down on this. Um, and before we go into the Call of Duty stuff on we have listed. I have noticed, did you know that we have way less time for this this month, this uh, season's Battle Pass? Uh, no, I have not. It was only 40 days. We only had 40 days. Hmm. So I got a bunch of it unlocked because that one day we, we played, I got a lot of XP. And then I randomly, I had double XP going, so I kept playing multiplayer. So I, I got a lot done. But I was shocked that there's, it's, it's a very short season. Um. But they had to remove the Crash Bandicoot bundle temporarily because it was falsely priced, which this happens. It it happened. Right. It, it happened with um, the Call of Duty League teams. One of them was listed at $19.99 and everybody else was $9.99. And they're like, why do we, would you get something more with the, with the, the, was, I think it's called the Vegas Legion now. It was the Paris Legion, but now I think it's Las Vegas Legion. Um, and I was like, that's weird. And then they took it off, put it back. And then Call of Duty right. did remove. The, well, hold on. I mean, just on that, because I was looking, I'm like, what do you mean falsely priced? What's going on? Well, like you said, it was the same thing where it was supposed to be, I forgot what, it was like a $5 difference. And yeah, so it, all it is is the stickers. That's all it is. Yeah, and so they said, yeah, you know, we took it off um, to make sure to fix it. You know, they knew about it and everything. Take it off. We're going to fix it. Put it back out there. Um and I can't, I think they refunded everyone their money or something like that. And then actually gave them 600 COD coins as well. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Well, Call of Duty um, knows how to screw it up. And also uh, Tim and I talked about this personally because um, we're not going to get into the issue why they removed Nick's Merck's bundle, but they did remove Nick's Merck's you bundle. Google it. You could find it. You can find it. Um, what I will say is that um, the reason why it got removed was because he put a tweet out. And 
people were trolling every single Call of Duty post after that, uh, saying, leave the kids alone. That's all I'm going to say. Every single tweet. And what people don't know is on Twitter, you get ratioed because they don't want Tim and I to go, hey, go on to the FOMOcast Twitter account and every post comment. Um, hi, I'm Tim. Like if you if you do that, you're 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 spamming everything. And what ends up happening is is they go, oh, these people are doing some sort of thing to try and go viral and right. be on because the trending. Back in the thing. day, that's how you got to trend and get to like the Correct. top and everyone see you. And now it's like it's not unique comments. It's just the same comments that people just copy and paste in there. Or now Correct. it's like, oh no no no, fool me once. Exactly. So. Um, they were getting ratioed. Um, and so they did remove Nick Merck's bundle for the comments that he made. Um, and um, I'm sure it was a team decision. And then afterwards, um, uh, Dr. Disrespect uh, dis- uh, inst- uninstalled the game, which he wasn't really playing it that much anyways. And then um, Tim the Tatman, who still plays it, um, asked for his bundle to be removed from the store as well. Um, which I think is classy. I mean... Because he's the thing is, is Tim's trying to dance around it. He's not trying to say he's one way or the other. Um, I'm not going to say which way I feel about it. Tim knows how I feel about it. I know how Tim feels about it. It's all that matters. It's, it's we're friends. This isn't a political podcast. Well, but and the thing is, is Tim was put between a tough place, a rock and a hard right. place. He was in a real tough spot, and also his reasoning made sense. Look, we 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 they gra- they were grinding that game for a long time. I didn't even realize Nick was playing it again. Nick was playing yeah. it again with Tim. Yep. And then he said, "Look, we came to this game together, and if his stuff is getting removed, then my stuff's getting removed, and that's classy um, for me. I feel that's a very classy move." Right. So they're, they're right, you know, kind of the writer died together. It's the same genre. It's. You know, you like I said, you could go read the comments and the context that it was in or whatnot and uh, create your own, you know, wh- opinion. Yep. Own opinion on that. But I mean, it's, like I say, he's putting a, in a tough spot, but, you know, they all stuck together on it because if this happened to Tim, um, I'm sure Nick would do the same thing. Yep, with it, hundred percent. Or if it, you know, happened to Doctor Disrespect or anything like that, Um, which it does show because someone made a a very inappropriate comment about Doctor Disrespect, and And Nick cut ties with them. Nick Merck's best friends. Yep, best friends. Cut ties with them. Straight up said he DM'd him after that as soon as he heard about it and said and said and said, "Hey, opinion is that's whatever, but to do it at that time, especially on the anniversary too." Yeah, kind of lose my number. And he goes, and he goes, "You're dead to me." So, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, on to the other amusement parks pile. And everyone thought gaming was just a bunch of nerds. Hey, everyone did. It's Doc. Hey, have you ever seen Doc? So I saw Doc. He's taller than George Kittle. He's bigger than George yeah. Kittle. Oh, he's yeah, you never massive. seen him on the sidelines when he was at all the Niners games there, and then in their playoffs run. Bro, he is massive. Yeah, he's well. He was a baseball player. I mean, uh, sorry, a basketball player. Did he play at Cal Poly or a high uh, school down Pomona? there? Pomona, Pomona or SLO? Oh, really? Slow. I don't. I don't think he didn't play at Slo. I think he played at a um, 
a uh, uh, high school, either college or high school down there. And even in at that, he was he was tall and he could shoot, too. It's almost like a Dirk Nowitzki. Hmm. Um, well, that's kind of crazy. So on to the other parks pile. Um, ticket sales. Uh, tickets are on sale for Halloween Horror Nights 2023 at Universal Studios Hollywood, including new early access options, which is brilliant because some people want to get in and get out. I know if I go, I don't want to go in the dark because I'm afraid of the dark. Um, and the details... Dates and details have been announced for Universal Studios Hollywood. Uh, the Last of Us House is coming to Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios. And um, QR codes have been added to on-ride photos at Universal Orlando Resort. That's smart. I like yes, that. Yes, that is. Yep. You know, if only Disney didn't and I'm do sure what first. it does is it sends you to the website or whatnot, and you could buy it through that versus um, on Disney. I mean, everything's through the app, so. Right, uh, right. you still have to get the number from the photo to add it to your app to link it that hey this is my photo i'm linking it to my app and that's how you could get the digital download on it so if they had a qr code instead of sitting there and taking the picture so then you could type the number in later uh, right even though people stand there and type it in yeah (laughs) qr code boom scan it on that and then you right know, there that way so it's very smart yep um on to the disney parks piles um oh star wars galactic star cruiser apparel is available to everyone on shop disney because it's going yep. bye-bye so like those headbands and everything that um that people were wearing that had like those i call them star wars dreadlocks yeah those are all on there oh i need some of those my hair is getting long enough I'm i'm almost ready to braid it tim I'm going to do the Viking thing here. Would you still be my friend if I did that? If I braided my beard and did the beads like a Viking and then I did the shaved sides and long hair like a Viking? No, you think that would work? Jack, no, no Viking, Jack Sparrow. Jack Sparrow. I could do that. I could do that. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. Yeah. You can see. But, but up to, you got to do the beads and the beard, but up top go full dreadlocks. I think you're, that would be perfect for when um, the new kid comes. It would be good. Uh, and shave it all off no no no, keep it i never you know what i was thinking about so those don't know i'm a part of bearded villains and um like you could trim your beard once you become a villain so i'm a villain now um i'll i have a year before i could become a member but um like i told the wife i was like so i don't know you said you could you could shave your beard once you get into it no, you can't shave it. You could trim it. Oh, I would say, dude, just go in there for the next next meeting or rally or whatever you guys whatever you guys do there, um, and just straight up come in with a completely shaved. That'd be hilarious. All right, we're back. We had to take a break because the tamale lady came to my door. Mind you, it is nine twenty at night, and the tamale lady came to my door. So, and you only bought you I only would... bought three dozen this time. I ain't buying nothing, my friend. We only buy it from the Happy Taco. I don't know if you heard about you know about the Happy Taco. That's why all who I buy it from is the Happy Taco. Um, they're the best taco truck in Turlock. I will tell you that. You, don't, you um, don't support the entrepreneurs out there going door to door, man. I don't know where they made it, man. Make it right there in front of you. I mean, technically, they probably steal the corn from our dairy. So, <laughs> um, 
Oh, uh, okay. So now we are on to the Walt Disney World pile. So there is so much to cover. It's a lot of it's rapid fire, but we're going to get into it. Um, Walt Disney World longtime Reedy Creek Fire Department Chief Richard LaPierre to retire. Nationwide search begins to find a new fire chief because that is, I'm not going to lie, the best one to work for. Right. Well, and it's a, it, I mean, when you get to do a na- nationwide search for a fire chief, you know, you're, you're pretty big. So, well, because it's also like, I think they do, um, it's, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, PR and all that kind of stuff. Right. No, exactly. Um, but I would not want to be the person sifting through the applications that come through that because I'll guarantee it. Anybody, anybody that's anybody in a fire department will definitely be throwing their name in the hat whether they're qualified oh yeah oh yeah because i mean the so what's crazy about so reedy creek covers just the disney properties themselves because the swampland they're not qualified to do so legitimately you're just basically ems for the parks is what you are that's basically all you are so i believe they do do some controlled burns potentially but mostly they have people to come out there and clear stuff with like bulldozers and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, well, congratulations to him, um, on, you know, his retirement and, uh, hopefully they can find someone who's, uh, better fitted or like wants to have a lot of fun with the job, you know, um, Star Wars, Star Wars Rise of the Resistance will use virtual queue during Jollywood nights at Disney's Hollywood Studios. So that's their Christmas thing they do there, which is kind of cool. They're using a virtual queue so you could actually enjoy the park for Christmas time and not have to sit around and walk for that. Wait for that. Right. Mm. Um, next, we have Tron Lifecycle Run confirmed to use virtual queue during Halloween and Christmas events as well. Seems like they're all going for that. Um, Makes sense. Just discounted Easy tickets. Enough. Discounted tickets for Disney's H2O Glow and Epcot After Hours available to cast members. That's weird. That's really weird. Yeah, I wonder why. That, I guess. Um, Wade and Ember take a seat for new Elemental Fogel Op at Disney Springs. Um, I'm glad they're still doing it, even, um, you know, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out, like, if they're turning. Well, they didn't know that. I mean, they didn't know they was going to tank. You know, they probably had this stuff made, you know, a month ago or so. And it's like, oh, hey, put it out to promote the show. And then now that it did what it did. But you're still going to get kids that will take their picture with it. Yeah. Uh, This one I thought was hilarious. So the Kowokian monkey lizard, better known, like the main one you would know would be Salacious Crumb, is the one you would know from Return of the Jedi. He is a little monkey character that um, sits with Jabba, the hut, mm-hmm. um, is now 40% off in Star Wars Galaxy Edge at Disney's Hollywood Studios. That's insane. Yep. I wish they had that. I would have bought my kid that when I, if they had it down there. You know what I mean? They yeah. didn't have well, it down in Disneyland. Said- Yep, you just got to go to Florida to get it. Yeah. Um, Walt Disney Imagineering testing Journey of Waters inspired by Moana at Epcot. It's getting closer. Hmm. It's 
almost done. Um, guest drops unchecked item from Tron life cycle run at Magic Kingdom Falls near guest area. It is pretty, it's actually, it was shockingly close to people. Like, it's right yeah. where people walk. And I didn't notice, and maybe I wasn't paying attention to it, or maybe they weren't there, that since the roller coaster goes over the walkway um, going mm-hmm. up to the queue there, that there's nets there. I mean, it makes sense. But yes. I don't remember seeing them. And like I said, I could have just overlooked it. I was more cons- um, focused on watching the ride vehicle and the canopy there than um, noticing if there was uh, netting underneath it because you're not supposed to have anything in there. Um, right. But there you go. They know they know people too well, man. I mean, yeah, exactly. Well, and the thing is, is, okay, you have one person that drops their phone or whatever it is. It lands on a person you're going to have. You're going to have to pay them off. So it's going to be cheaper to install the netting there than it is to, you know, have have it become a worse problem. And then having to put nets up even after that. Um, but, yeah. And then it's funny. Everyone's commenting, oh, no, that's a bird. That's a, what are you talking about? That's a bird. I'm like, that is. If that's a bird, it's a bird that no longer uh, lives and knows how to fly. So, and the person that even posted it was like, no, I saw it fall out of it. And then I saw it bounce off of the netting and, you know, fell down. So, yeah. Yeah. There's a reason why they have the lockers there and they're free. Yeah. Uh, And lastly, at Walt Disney World, guest jumps off of Grand Fiesta Tour in Epcot, gets violent with cast members and is banned from Disney World. You read into this article any I saw the any, video. Okay. Well you, okay, so in the article, um so she get gets off the and it's right there by the exit too. I don't I don't yeah. get it. Well, I guess later in the park, same girl gets um oh, where was she at? Somewhere in the Epcot showcase and um was basically drunk and disorderly and it was like two or three hours later after this, and it was the same person. So they. So got that's it. why she got booted was because she did two incidents. Yep. Man, yeah. you really don't want to go to Disney World ever again. Right? No, it's. I just want to go, and people watching be like, "Yeah, you're gone. Yep, you're gone." Dude, I saw a a picture today of a cast member having to get somebody off of um a. A display of like it was like a truck or something, and there was kids climbing all over the top of it. And cast members were like, "You need to get, you need to get off of that." Right. And they're like, "You know, just because it's a place that's magical doesn't mean you can do whatever you want." Yeah. It's insane. But like you said, people watching, if you guys go to a park enough, like Tim and I have, it's different for me now because next time we go, my son will be old enough to go on a bunch of the rides, so I'm gonna have to pay more attention. We we would just the last day we'd be there. If we were there for three days, we would go on that Sunday and we would just sit on Main Street and just watch people walk by. And my wife's favorite thing to say is she'd lean over and she goes, "Oh, she must have ran out of clothes on her trip, so she's borrowing her her daughter's clothes because it'd be these girls wearing the skimpiest clothes, or it'd be like, you know, it was always almost every time you saw something happen, it was one of those families with all matching shirts." 
there was more than 10 of them. And either they were fighting with themselves or they were fighting with someone else. Or someone was blocking their picture of the castle or doing this and doing that. So yeah. it's been or around right forever. shut down and they're, you know, berating the cast member because a ride broke down. Hey, you know what? For those that don't know, like, if it breaks down, it breaks down. Trust me. We went on Cars Ride. Me and my dad really want to go on Cars Ride. We went on Cars Ride. My sister goes, I need to go take a nap. She was eight months pregnant. And I was like, okay. She goes, but you guys have fast passes and the kids want to go on Splash Mountain. Me and my dad ran from Cars Ride to Splash Mountain, pushing a stroller with two sleeping children in it, and then carried them through the whole line with fast passes on Splash Mountain. And what does it do? It breaks down when we're the like three families away from getting back on. So, <laughs> you know, I could have been mad, but I'm like, look, it's the ride. It is what it is. I rode Splash, Splash Mountain two times already. I didn't know to do a third time. I got my steps in, that's for sure. But um, next on Disneyland Resort, um, yeah. California Governor Gavin Newsom visits Disneyland after dark Pride Night, meets with CEO Bob Iger and Disney's Park Chairman Josh tomorrow on Disneyland Forward. Um, that is the future they're planning for Disney. Um, I know um, because of the damage that Biden has done with Iger, I bet you Newsom is trying to save face with Iger just because he knows how much money is brought in. And for those that don't know, Florida has a right to be mad because none of the money that goes to Disney World goes to the county or the state. Whereas Disneyland, while they do pay lower taxes, they do pay taxes to the state. And all the hotels around there, they probably have, what do you think, Tim? Ten times the amount of hotels directly around the hotel, the park than they do at Disney World because it's all hotel spots out there. So oh, yeah, it's all, all those well, hotels and, pay too. Yeah, and it's all. I mean, it, I mean, they learn. You know, they buy more land and then put Disney World in the middle of it. So they got a big old buffer zone. Disneyland didn't really do that because I mean, shit, Walt was broke when he got it. Um, the Disneyland Hotel wasn't even owned by Walt or Disney. Mm-hmm. He had the rights to it and um, told. I think as uh, Dan Rather, I think was was what it was that had it. Is like, hey. I need a hotel here. I need, you know, I'll get you build it. I'll give you the naming rights. Um, and then eventually, well, they bought it back, but that wasn't until like the seventies or eighties, I want to say, um, on that, but yeah. No. And what do they say? Like the, I think there's a Tony Romas right there. No. Yeah. Well, there is Is the Tony Romas or the Denny's is like the most, um, busiest. The Denny's. Uh, one in it's their chain because busy. it's 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 24 hours so you could go there for breakfast before you go in the park for dinner after you leave the park and we've gone it a couple times because it's easy it's open 24 hours um, or i think it is i know it's open late um like after midnight maybe until like two mm-hmm. o'clock which is smart um but the funny thing is on this is so i saw that Tomorrow and Iger met with Newsom, but I didn't see anything. And on that article, it says that they met about Disneyland Ford, you know, Disney's right. third, uh, 30 year um, goal, what they want to do. But I didn't say anything about him visiting Pride Night. And then all of a sudden, I see him like, oh, okay. I mean, two birds with one stone, you're already down there. And it kind of works out perfect. But they were, like I said, the original article was just that he met with 
Iger and tomorrow. And that could have been, you know, during the day he met with them, did the, you know, did the photo shoot. And then that night went down there and there wasn't um, any articles or anything of him being there. But the other thing is if he was there, I didn't see any tweets, bloggers, vloggers, anybody or any mentioning catching him trending catching him there and in the picture it shows him taking a selfie with someone so which leads me to believe and this is just just me that he was there for a photo op showed face and then bounced i uh, mean he well i mean it is because it is sacramento he's from sacramento he lives in sacramento i mean it, it is I mean, obviously he could stay down there but you know right i don't know but i'd rather have him there like hey walk around for a half hour, an hour, um, and especially on you know Pride Night, which I heard was fantastic. The yes atmosphere, the music, the lightings, the uh, characters that were there, um, the food that they had, the limited time food, and just the whole ambiance was like fantastic. And they had two nights of it, and, and it was just you know, I haven't heard anything bad. Uh, Everything I heard was, well, and actually I know someone who went and he said it was amazing. The merchandise was amazing. The atmosphere, like you said, was amazing. Like Mm -hmm. it was something like Disney hasn't had in a while and you could feel like the positivity and it was like a huge thing. Like you could tell everyone was having a blast. Right, exactly. Which would be even more so for Newsom to go down there. And I mean, he's a politician, so he's going to be coming up for reelection, everything and yeah, you know, don't go there. It's gonna look worse to do a photo op for five minutes. And be like, hey, look, I was here, and they're like, no, he took a picture and then got with his staff and his cronies and just bounced out. Then, oh no, he was there. He walked down, you know, Main Street, showed up here, showed up there. I mean, take, you know, like I said, half hour, forty five minutes, even an hour, and be down there and then leave, which will probably look better than just, oh photo op i was here see you later yeah and and i mean if they people were seeing him i mean he he may even had good security though too you never know right but like i said Uh, i didn't i didn't hear anyone saying that they saw him or he was even there which which is surprising for i'll i'll ask my buddy and see what he says because he would have told me in if the governor was there that'd be kind of weird not to mention it um uh, next in it, meeting the Hercules Muses, Mickey and Minnie, and more during Disneyland's After Dark Pride Night. Like we said, a bunch of them showed up. Um, 2023 opening date for Haunted Mansion Holiday at Disneyland announced for September 1st. Man, they make it earlier and earlier every year. I think it was September 15th last year. Now it's September 1st. Probably, which means it's just going to go down in August. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Um, this one actually makes me kind of excited. Uh, Rogers, the musical premium viewing package includes priority seating, popcorn bucket, and photo op. I wonder how long that's going to last. How long do you think it's going to last? I don't know. It all depends on how much work they did on the inside. Yeah, that's true. You know, because yeah, it's, it's going to be a limited time, limited time run, but with Disney, anything that's limited can be um anything from a season like a summer to half a year to a year to like five years i think what were they doing like walt disney world 
50th anniversary. Granted, there was COVID or whatnot in there for like supposed to be 18 months and went on for like three years. Yeah, that is true. Some of the celebrations they do, hey, it's going to be, you know, 18 months. And like I said, it ends up being three years taking COVID even out of the conversation. So, yeah. Who knows? We'll see. Um, stairs and scaffolding up around Splash Mountain as Tiana, Tiana's Bayou Adventure Transformation begins at Disneyland. So we'll see all the stuff changing. Um, we did get a new Elemental Sipper. Characters featured at Animation Academy and Disneyland Resort for $21.69. Um, Mr. Toad Popcorn Bucket with Disney 100 Strap is coming soon to the parks. Um, Soaring Around the World's reopening date and Toy Story Midway Mania refreshment announced for California Adventure. Um, I heard that that one is uh, the Midway Mania is very much in need of a refurbishment. Um, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride is closing for second refurbishment in July. Uh, Spring Riders removed from Goofy's How to Play Yard in Disneyland. So the spring riders are the thing like these seven at McDonald's or parks where yes. it's like a horse and it has a spring on it. You go back and forth. You always see videos of people falling off of it or trying to get it yes. all the way back in it. And smacking so, themselves. Yep. Yeah, they were there well, when, when we were there. And now you could just see um, where they basically the base that be. goes into the ground is a different color um, tile there. Well, and they did, um, you didn't post on here, but um, they uh, have the walls back up over there. They're removing a planter box that was by the picnic area because apparently, apparently, I didn't even see this press release. I guess they put a press release out when Toontown first reopened. They said that due to the ever-evolving nature of the, the land, that they will be periodically putting scaffolding back up to remove things that are deemed hazardous after the fact. Because people obviously are not using walkways of correct way. So they're like, well, people are going to try and walk over this. So we got to remove it. So they're getting rid of a planter box and then a couple <laughs> other things. So, All right. I mean, it makes sense. And like I said, when we were there, the ground was very uneven. But like what everyone was saying, too. Hey, remember when they were doing that? It was during winter. Had a lot of rain. So even when you try to get everything leveled out with the ground being so saturated, um, even when you're working on it, that it's still going to settle down and whatnot. Yeah. So I know they have worked on that um, on multiple parts of it. So, which is good with it being a play land for younger kids. Of course. Um, and then this one's a Disney World one, Tim. You messed up. We got a new Star Wars baby Ewok plush at Walt Disney World. Maybe that's why they're getting rid of the monkey lizard. Yeah, um well, Maybe I just put I put that there because I wanted at Disneyland. That's why. Okay. Yeah. Ewoks are adorable. So, um, lampposts have been installed outside Adventureland Treehouse and Disneyland, getting you know closer to its reopening. Um, more themed murals have been added to San Francisco Square and Disney's California Adventure, which they're close to making their deadline. They might make their deadline of October or October August. So. Oh yeah. Easily. Mm-hmm. Um, both red car trolleys are running for the first time in five years at Disney's California Adventure. That's awesome. Wait, how do they both run if they're on a single track? Um, I don't. I don't know. 
there might hmm. be two tracks there. No, there's only like, one, but I think I like think one could, of them one of them goes a different switch. direction. I think one of them goes different. Oh, maybe there is two tracks there. Like how um, you have the one track going down Main Street for the horse-drawn carriages, but they kind of meet there in the middle and go around Split each other. Off. Well, they go around that little roundabout, so maybe that's where they're going to change. Maybe one oh, goes no, around the roundabout. There's two tracks right outside of the Animation Academy, so that's where they pass. Okay. Yeah. Um, and Nick Fury makes Adventure Campus debut at Disney's California Adventure, which does tie in with the Secret Invasion show that came out, which I will not talk about because there's already drama behind it, and we don't need any of that drama. So, well, and um, it's supposed to be secret. No, apparently because it's, it's well because it's an invasion, so it's got to be secret. Well, no in the so title. What's going on is is that people are upset because they cut corners with using CGI. Um, they instead used AI to make like the trailer opening, and it's very obvious that it's AI. So people are just upset about that, and they're like, "You could have employed someone to do CGI, but instead you're doing this." So, well, I did watch a streamer um, earlier this um, this evening before you came on, and they were at the show, and Nick Fury is there, and looks looks fine in my opinion. Well, no, that's the show. I'm talking about the TV show. No, I know. And I'm talking about the character that's there. At oh, okay. Adventure. He actually looks good. It looks fine to me. Was it Mr. But J? I, I'm not a... No, it was just a somebody that was just down there streaming. Oh, okay. So they were there when the show was going on. I'm like, oh, hey, there he is. Like I said, he looks like... Nick Fury. Nick Fury. I mean, does he look like, like old, a, does he look like young Nick Fury or old Nick Fury? Nick 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 Fury. Nick Fury. Because in the show know. he's got like a beard and stuff now, like he has like a white I'd beard. I say like middle age Nick Fury. No, I don't know. He looks like um uh I don't know. I'll have to look at it because they they do change. I want to say he's old Nick Fury. He's got the beard. Okay, they're probably easier to hire too. Yeah, no, I mean he looks looks fine. Eye patch, beanie, dressed in black, beard. No, that's him. So, yeah, yeah. All right, well, that's all we got for you this week. We want to thank you guys all for listening. Um, thank you guys for always coming through. Make sure you like, subscribe, share, do the things you do. Uh, so for the FOMO cast, I'm Chris. And I'm Tim. And we will see you guys next time. <laughs> <laughs>